Glory to Jesus Christ. Glory In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. It seems that St. Mark's favorite word, at least at the beginning of his gospel, is immediately. The gospel that we have heard this morning is from the second chapter. But if you're to read Mark 1, you go, go on a whirlwind tour with our Lord. Healings, teachings, questions. And Mark has him immediately, immediately, immediately. He goes here. Immediately people arrive. Even we hear it this morning in the gospel assigned for this Sunday. Immediately many gathered together. St. Mark is impressing upon us, literally impressing upon us, the kind of energy that our Lord had. That there was crowds, that there was activity, that there was healings, that there was disputes. Demons were cast out, lepers were cleansed. And you can feel the energy as you read the gospel. You can almost feel the pressing in of the people because our Lord, in his wisdom, has to retreat. He goes into the wilderness where the wild beasts are so angels can attend to him. He has to remove himself from the crowds, from the action, from all of the things that are happening immediately. So much so that his disciples have to go and try to find him. And then, of course, he immediately goes and does the next thing. At the very end of the, goth, the chapter, the first chapter of Mark, Mark tells us he went out after this leper was cleaned and he proclaimed it after our Lord told him, please don't tell anyone. You can imagine. He's like, my schedule is full. <laughs> I have immediately gone all over the place. Please don't tell anyone. You can tell them later, after this next three years is done, but please don't. Well, of course, the leper goes out, and he proclaims it. It doesn't say immediately, but it seems like he immediately does it. He proclaims it freely. He spreads the matter so that Jesus could no longer openly enter the city. But he was outside in deserted places. And still, as he's in the deserted places, the gospel tells us, they came to him from every direction. This morning we are in a home and everyone's heard about it and from all directions they come immediately gathering together so much so there's no longer room to receive them. They are standing shoulder to shoulder wanting to hear the word that Jesus has to preach to them. As we read and hear and absorb the immediacy of Mark's message, of how he depicts the life of Christ, we see his busyness, his crowdedness, but we also see the wisdom of God in removing himself, going to the deserted places, into the wilderness. So that the crowds, the busyness, the distraction does not overwhelm him. 
For if we were to compare our own lives, we are ourselves usually immediately going here, immediately going there, busyness, our schedules are chocked full. And if it's not just our schedules, it's then the distraction. The busyness that we have throughout our day then ends with us just distracting ourselves or eating or whatever it is to keep ourselves busy. Because the real challenge is for us to just exist. It is for us, as the challenge of Pascal a few centuries ago, the hardest thing for a man to do is to just sit in silence in his room. Because to sit in silence, to be in the wilderness, to step away from the crowds, the busyness, the distraction, all the things that we put before us, to keep our mind occupied while our heart rages or cries out inside of us. This is our life. Our Lord, as he stands in this home, crowded, you can see the paralytic. He's brought there by four men. And St. Gregory Palamas, as he preached a homily on this very Sunday that you can read, he tells us that the reason why these four men brought the paralytic is because the paralytic's desire. He convinced them. And you can tell there's a crowd. And the paralytic, who cannot help himself but has to persuade his four friends, can you imagine as he's persuading them, I have to get inside. And they're like, we can't. It's crowded. There's no way we can get in there. There's too much. You can hear him. If you strain, you can hear him. You can tell the paralytic saying, no, we're going from above. And the four, what are you talking about? And they get up on the house and they start breaking into the house from above. You can imagine the crowd inside wondering, because this is not a silent operation. This is a pretty loud operation. It wouldn't be where you're wondering, where's that noise coming from? Because there's another, the, the earth, the things are going to be falling down inside. There's going to be a hubbub and distraction. And you have to put a whole man through the hole, right? So we're not talking about a foot, two foot. We're talking about a gigantic hole. Putting the paralytic down before our Lord, lowering him down. This is the desire. This is what is needed in order to break through, to get from above where our mind distracted goes to and fro, whatever new thing is buzzing, whatever new information, whatever we think that we can do about something that we need to be informed about that's happening halfway across the world, or that's even happening in Washington, or that's happening in Chicago, or New York, or Knoxville, or Nashville, or even in Carnes. Things that are beyond us and our sphere. But these are the things that we focus on. These are the things that keep us 
outside the crowd, standing out the outside instead of like the paralytic telling his four friends, we have to get closer. We're going to break through the hard shell of the roof and we're going to descend to be with our Lord. St. Gregory Palamas, as he interprets the paralytic, he sees the paralytic as an example of our own soul. A soul that is used to luxury, that is frozen by the passions, that has a, you know, a voice, that has desire, but cannot function, cannot actually do the things desired. For us as moderns, this soul paralysis is more often from too much stuff going on. Or maybe we need to edit that and say just too much shallow things that we fill ourselves with. St. Gregory, as he talks about the paralytic being dropped down to our Lord, he interprets the four men as four actions that are necessary for a soul to be awakened, for a soul to encounter Jesus Christ. The first is self-condemnation. Now, condemnation sounds like a very heavy word. What St. Gregory means by self-condemnation is being able to actually assess and see yourself as you truly are. To say, as we say in the Jesus prayer, to admit that we're sinners. And not in a blanket, just kind of, I'm a sinner. Everybody can say, I'm a sinner. There's nothing really there. But to say, I have committed this particular sin, I have committed this particular sin, this requires encountering our Lord, but also requires encountering Scripture and the voice of the church so that we are aware, aware of where we have fallen down so that we can self-identify with that sin and how that sin needs to be rooted up. Because otherwise, we cannot actually encounter our Lord. The second is the confession of former sins. In the self-condemnation, there will be brought up to our mind when we step back and actually take a deep breath and assess ourselves there's going to be stuff that's going to come bubbling up that we have glossed over for years. This requires the confession of those things. That is not just, it is and includes prayer to God, but it is also sacramental confession. Third, the promising to renounce evil ways from now on. Repentance, running towards Jesus, means that you're running away from evil ways. This means having within yourself the conviction that I'm going to stop this thing as much as God can help me, as much as I am able and God helps me, I'm going to renounce these evil ways. The deception of sin is that we think that feeling guilty about something instead of actually taking the opportunity to renounce it to walk away, let's take maybe the example of Joseph rather, run away from the evil that we have done. And fourth is prayer to God. 
for that is the entire movement from self-condemnation, the confession of sins, the promise to renounce evil ways, and then praying to God. These four men, as St. Gregory interprets them, these four actions of a penitent soul, we do this every morning and every evening in our prayers. We identify our sins. We confess our sins. We promise and renounce and turn away from them, and we pray to God. The challenge in all of this is that we actually do these things with our heart involved, and not just as a litany of ideas, but that our mind, as the fathers tell us, is absorbed in the words that we pray. This is especially all of these four are confined, are found in the Jesus prayer. And the Jesus prayer, and this Wednesday evening, I'll be talking about the Jesus prayer. The fathers talk about this as the sword of the spirit, a shield that keeps your heart clear and clean. The Jesus prayer includes self-condemnation, confession of sin, promising to renounce evil ways, and prayer to God. It can all be found in a simple prayer. Seeking above all in all of this is simplicity and silence so that we can accurately assess, so that we can accurately and fully confess, so that we can find within ourselves the resolve to actually renounce evil ways and move and pray and actually encounter God. St. Gregory in his homily makes an aside. At the end of his homily, where he addresses a, something that is common to all of us for the past two millennia, and that is talking in church. That there is always the challenge, even in the 16th century, there was the challenge of coming to church and talking. In the midst of church, having comments to make, wanting to visit, wanting to walk out and visit. But St. Gregory says, we come here to sacrifice with the mouth we come here to sing. We come here to pray. And on one hand, it is encouraging, right? That back in the day, they struggled with the same things that we do. But it is especially incumbent upon us to, as we come to church, to not idle chatter, not talk. There's coffee hour afterwards. There's all sorts of time. But here in the midst of the services, we descend from all of what's out here into our hearts so that we can encounter our Lord. So this week, as we commemorate and remember St. Gregory and continue the great fast, let us seek silence. Let us seek to be off by ourselves as our Lord did so that we can, through self-condemnation, confession of sin, the resolve to renounce our evil ways and prayer to God, have our souls descend and set before our Lord so that he can heal us, so that he can enliven us, so that he can make limbs walk that could not before. This is how we bring home everything that we need to our Lord so that those and that we can share with those around us the amazement of what our God 
can do for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit.